Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we'd like to discuss the details and mention it all. All right, let's get into the episode. So uh, in a little bit, I will be getting into my uh, podcast review. I'm going to be doing a review of the Good Guys podcast. They had on a guest, Max Lugavere, and they had a really interesting conversation. So I will be reviewing that very soon. First, just a little uh, housekeeping. So today is another episode of Craving More. Uh, now, for anyone that eventually wants to upgrade to VIP, I was contacted by one of my subscribers who had subscribed at the regular Craving More level, and she wanted to upgrade, and she was very confused on how to do that. And I apologize for not mentioning this earlier, but if you do want to upgrade, you do need to contact ACAST. So when you uh, set up your original account, you did have to set up an ACAST account and they do have a little support uh, email. So you'll be able to just email them and ask them to upgrade you if you ever want to do that. So uh, one of my um, subscribers just DM me and let me know that she was having some issues. Actually, she emailed me. So thank you very much, girl. I do appreciate that. Uh, so just wanted to let all of you know that. Uh, but thank you anyway for subscribing to my regular Craving More. I will be releasing a VIP episode, I believe, this Sunday. I, I, at least I'm going to record it or try to get it recorded this Sunday. I'll be doing at least one a month, so I want to get that done soon. Uh, the topic is going to be, it's going to be probably a three-part series on the guy that almost murdered me from the gym. So I will be getting into that, and it will be... Um, you know, it won't have segments like this. I'm still trying to kind of figure out exactly what I want to do for my VIP level, but um, I know I definitely want to share that specific story. So that'll be the first, um, first uh, released episode. Now let's get into my segments. So for anyone that follows me on my Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast, you probably saw my little video yesterday about my mental health check-in. So Last, let's see, a couple weeks ago, I was a mess <laughs> and I'm still really, you know, in the thick of dealing with this partner, but I was really proud of myself this week. So, so Monday I actually woke up like with so much on my plate, but I was just like ready to go. I don't know what it was about this Monday, but I was chipper AF. I was like, I was just knocking through the tasks so different than last Monday. Last Monday, I was like just trying to get through the day. And this Monday, I was like, I was good. I was flying. I was just, I don't know. I was in a good mood, which is shocking because of my Sunday, which I'll I'll tell you about in a few minutes. But um, but yeah, my mental health was really good on Monday. And then Tuesday, I decided to do my all my 130 gram protein day. And I'll tell you all about how I felt doing that soon. But it was that night, for whatever reason, that night, I started like kind of spiraling in my head again, just getting really anxious because I've had to take over this Boston project again since our partner quit again on us. And so, you know, we had paid him another cash, you know, a lump cash amount so that he would at least get the security and the vault done. 
And he just, he just got angry that the security rescheduled on him a couple times. So I literally just got off of a two hour call with the security team, finishing up all the procedures and all that good stuff. So I had to finish that for him. And now I'm trying to finish the vault for him because he's just, I don't know, this this person. But what I am really proud of myself about is he started kind of sending us these crazy text messages again. And because what I realized this week is like I have to push him. Like I thought I had just had to push him and make sure he's like staying on track. And it turns out he just wasn't. So so I just had to take over his work again. Um But he was basically just saying, we need to pay him more money. And we're like, no, like we agreed to pay you this amount for for these specific tasks. And then we agreed to pay you a thousand dollar bonus once the security and and vault are complete and we get our final inspection and and commence operations. Like once that happens, that's when you get paid again. And I I knew this would happen. I I called it because I said when we agreed to that, pay him that amount, I said, Dan, his name's Dan. I'm going to share that with you because you're my subscribers. Um, I'm like, Dan, I don't want to hear you asking for more money before the project's complete again. I'm like, the $1,000 bonus is like, that's your 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 reward for getting it done. Not to mention that he's going to get the majority of, you know, any proceeds that come from this business because he's the, the majority stakeholder in it. So you'd think that he'd want to help get us across the finish line because he stands to make the most amount of money from this venture if we can ever get the fucking thing open and, and off the ground. But I don't know. He's he's that type that will cut off his nose to spite his face. And so... Um, he just started basically saying, nothing's approved. I don't give approval for you to do anything, Veronica. And you can't put any expenses on the company business. And and what I just chose to do was not even respond to him. You know, my heart was beating and I was sweating. Like I, I had the typical reaction. And I wanted to say something. I wanted to fight back. I wanted to tell him how ridiculous he was being. I, there were so many things I wanted to say. And I was like, but why? (laughs) Like Veronica, like, where's that going to get you? Right. It's just going to a piss him off even more. It's going to add fuel to the fire. He'll just start spiraling again and it'll just make everything worse. And then you'll be ashamed of yourself for for lashing back out at him and and saying, you know, things that don't need to be said. And so I I maintained, I just didn't respond. I literally did not even send one text message. I let I let our our owner because he basically started complaining about how he has no money and we need to compensate him. And you know, and, and I'm like all three of us, like all everybody else that's supporting this business has like multiple jobs, right? Like we're all working multiple jobs to try to have money to pay our bills and also to support this business. And he doesn't work like he doesn't even have a part time job. I don't know why he thinks like we're his parents and we're like responsible for his income. But Tyler, our our CFO, who is our his, I mean, thank God for Tyler. Um, Tyler and I are the, the two founders that are still standing in the company. So we're, we're the ones that have been kind of been holding it together. Tyler has much more patience. Tyler is way more mature than I am. (laughs) He's just able to like, you know, let this stuff roll off his back and, and respond in a really kind way. 
I, I commend him quite often for how he responds to Dan when I just don't have it in me to, to be that mature. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Tyler was just like, you know, I'm not asking this out of anger, Dan, but, but can I ask like why you don't have a job? You know, we all are working multiple jobs and not taking any money out of this venture so that we can get into business and then we can start drawing money from it eventually once it becomes profitable. But why aren't you working in the meantime? <laughs> like, and and then he proceeds to say that he has he's he's working full time for this and he no one will hire him because of his duties to this business and literally guys he hasn't done anything in the past 2 weeks like i don't i don't know what he's talking about but again it doesn't help to say that <laughs> like i want to say what have you been doing dan you haven't done anything in the past what 3 weeks like anyway so i again this there's a stoic principle that you just don't even need to respond. Like you don't need to react. Right. And it's, and that's what I chose to do. And I was very, very proud of myself. So, uh, so, you know, I had some, some definite, like I had a lot of trouble sleeping this week. Cause I, I was like reviewing every single like policy and procedure and worry about, worrying about our inspection and getting our final license and I was like, but all this stuff, I'm like, Veronica, stop thinking about this stuff. You can't do anything about it now. So I, I really was trying to like shut my brain off at night. So I'd say overall, my mental health was was much better this week, but I still like just couldn't shut my mind off from thinking about all the stuff we have to accomplish and, and worrying about it a little bit. So, you know, for my mental health check-in, that's what I'm still working on. But I do hope that all of you had a, a really good mental health week yourselves. All right, now let's get into my diet culture media moment. So this week, uh, I saw this, uh, who sent it to me? I think somebody sent it to me. Actually, my, maybe my sister told me about it. But she asked if I had seen uh, that article about the vegan raw food diet influencer by the name of Zana Art. And she died of suspected starvation from doing this, you know, vegan raw food diet. And so, of course, I had to look up the article. And they actually don't have the cause of her death on there. But if you look at her, she does look extremely malnourished. She just, she's skin and bones. And I, I did end up going on her Instagram and looking back. Like, she looked a lot healthier in prior photos, like probably months and months ago. And the most recent photos, she looks very, very unwell. She's literally skin and bones and, you know, raw diets, raw vegan diet. I mean, you can't get really more extreme than that, except for maybe like the carnivore diet. And, um, and, and I would imagine, you know, if you're not eating a lot of, of different types of foods, apparently she would only drink fruit juices. She would only eat like some sprouted seeds and, um, you know, and, and like just raw fruit and raw vegetables. And so, you know, I, I can imagine that, you know, not having really, uh, significant sources of, of protein. I mean, she wasn't eating beans or anything with, you know, even that had a lot of protein in it for vegetables. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's a little bit disturbing and really sad. I think it was one of her, in the article, it talks about one of her family members kind of describing that she kind of had like cholera type symptoms and that she was in this like Malaysian country and just had, all, you know, some gushing like open wounds and just was not looked really unwell and you know her family and friends and people were very worried about her because just to look at her you can see there's a reason to worry and so I just it's really sad so that is my depressing one of my depressing uh diet culture media moments I do want to share one more because I am behind a paywall here so I might as well tell tell all of you uh, so my sister, I was talking to my sister last night again, and so she's on this show called Main Life, and it's by this media company that's owned by her business partner, this uh, woman named Erin. I'm trying to think of her last name, but she, Erin used to be like this newscaster in Maine. She's very, she's beautiful. She's this beautiful blonde, um, good personality, and and, and they're kind of like the yin to each other's yang like my sister so Erin's actually from New Hampshire but she did she's uh because she was in you know the news industry and she's now she has this media company she wanted to start this show called Maine Life because she does live in Maine now and um it's it's News Center 5 I think it's through News Center 5 anyway she, but my, so my sister is, she asked my sister to be part of it because my sister is like through and through Maine. Like you cannot, my sister is like quintessential Maine and her Instagram is, uh, your Maine concierge. That's her business. You know, she sets up really amazing, you know, Maine experiences with people. She's probably even more passionate about food than I am, if that's possible. She and I just love food and, you know, she eats way better than I do. I mean, if you look at her Instagram, she really does it well. And she's, she's way more outgoing than I am. Like, I'd rather sit here and talk to you guys, you know, behind, like in my closet. (laughs) Just, I could talk to you for hours. And I will say that time that I had my mental breakdown, you know, just talking to all of you on my podcast made me so much happier. It put me in such a better mood. But anyway, my sister can go out and talk to anyone. She's just, she's really gregarious. She's very outgoing. And she highlights these main restaurants and inns. And she just does a phenomenal job. And really, Erin couldn't have the show without her. My sister's just brought so, so much to the show. Uh, but if you see it, I mean, they go and they highlight these restaurants and inns and they go to a bunch of places and they get fed. Like I went and filmed with them one day. They had this, like, there was this place that had all these deer, like, like hundreds of deer where they'd come out and it was this farm and it was really cool. Uh, but we went to this restaurant and I'm like, uh, can I come eat with you? (laughs) Because Literally, like the restaurant will bring her and Aaron like one of everything. I mean, you should see the spread of food they get because, you know, of course, the restaurant wants them to talk about their fare and wants them to review all their delicious food. And so they get to, oh my God, the food they get to eat. I'm so jealous. But so with that, you know, it's, it's, they, you know, they've gained some weight. They, they're really, they're both really heavy drinkers. And, um, you know, Aaron was definitely putting on some weight. And, um, and so now she's taking Munjaro. So my sister's like, oh, Aaron's taking that Munjaro. 
And she's like, and now she's like, I'm like, so, so I'm like, so when you guys go to eat, I'm like, does she still like eat everything when you guys get served all that good food? And she's like, well, now she'll like literally like she'll get served like a plate of pasta and she'll eat like three noodles. And she's just like, so anyway, so it has changed the dynamic of their show, but you know, Aaron wants to look good for TV. So she's using the Manjaro. She did, she also told me this other story about how she also had some guests that had come in. And these are, she works with really, really wealthy people like that, you know, she, she works with some of the top resorts and, you know, places around Maine. So she gets these really wealthy clients that want to, you know, rent out this place and have her do their provisioning and, And I guess like there was a couple that she was working with, really kind people that were also really, really overweight. And she was trying to set up this really nice experience for them. And some people in their group were like, oh, I'm so sorry. They can't make it. They're they're really sick right now. And and my sister was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like what happened? And and she's just like, well, they're taking these like Ozempic shots and, you know, they want to lose weight. And I guess they had like tried to go kayaking and weren't able to fit in the kayaks and were really embarrassed. And so I'm like, so they started taking shots like in Maine on vacation, thinking what it's going to shrink them like overnight and they can suddenly fit in these kayaks. I'm like, why did they, why are they doing it on vacation? And she's like, well, they're always on vacation. <laughs> she's like, they just travel constantly. And so I guess they were like, you know, now is as good of a time as any. And so, but she was just saying that the side effects for these people were so bad. They just, it ruined their time and they weren't able to, you know, eat the delicious food Vanessa had, you know, provided for them or, you know, experience all the excursions that she had set up because they were just nauseous and vomiting and sick. So anyway, I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that it's like, you know, the people that take it it's not, it's not just a shortcut, right? It's, there's side effects. I, I would not want to feel like I need to take that. I mean, it is nice that it's out there in case, you know, you need a backup and you get into a situation where you just can't lose and it's really important to you. Um, but I'm just glad that I can use natural ways to lose weight when I gain it. And, um, instead of having to inject a chemical into my body and, have really bad side effects. So anyway, that is my second diet culture media moment. Hope you enjoyed. All right. So now let's get into my tasty treats segment. I want to do my tasty treats before my healthy habits segment because I need to confess my sins. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, so last week, let me start with the night that I recorded. So that night we did end up going out to a really nice dinner. We took my friend KK out for her birthday and we went to this rest, this really nice restaurant in Scottsdale called Etta. And it was, you know, when we go out, we just, we're just like gabbing away. We talk, 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 talk. And, you know, we want a cocktail and then we want a glass of wine. Then we want another drink. You know, we, we like a coursed out nice dining experience. Okay. Now some places understand coursing a meal, right? It's like, let them finish their appetizer. Then you bring the next course. Then you bring the next course once they're done with that. And then there's restaurants and usually they're not nice restaurants. Usually when you're going to like a chain restaurant or you're going to, you know, a fast casual restaurant, 
you're not expecting a coursed out meal. But if you're going to a high-end restaurant, it's like, hello. So this was an Italian restaurant. And so we, we did order some focaccia bread to start. Now, this was unbelievably delicious focaccia. I did post a picture on my Instagram. It came as like this little loaf that was really crusty on the outside and soft in the middle. I love focaccia is one of my favorite breads. And it had, it was served with this like butter that had some honey in it and it had a little rosemary and salt on it. So, so good. But literally, so we made the mistake of you know, the bread had just arrived and we're like, oh, and we're going to have put a pizza in for our like an appetizer course. And, you know, and we had had a cocktail and we were going to order a bottle of wine after. So literally he walks away and we're we're we haven't even like we've literally just like barely taken a piece of bread. And I it's not even a minute later and this pizza comes out. And I'm like, okay, now we have two bread items sitting in front of us. That pizza had to have been sitting there. Like it was all kind of burnt on top and didn't look for, I'm like, and so we're all just like, what did they just like bring us a pizza that had been sitting there? There's no way they had time to cook the pizza or prepare the pizza. They just brought us one that had been sitting there. And so we're like, sir, (laughs) hi, you know, sorry. I'm, I am not one that likes to complain. Okay. I'm just not. But I also want a nice dining experience. If I'm going to go out and drop a lot of money on a meal and I'm going out with my girlfriends and we're going to have a lot of courses, like I just would like to finish one course and have the next one. Okay. So, so the waiter comes over and he's like, he, he's like, oh no, it wasn't. He's like, it's just, it, they made it really fast. And we're like, well, that's impossible. They're like, There's laws of physics and this is impossible. So can you, can you take it away and bring us, uh, bring us one when we're finished with our first course? And, and can you bring us one that's actually freshly made? And so literally he takes it away. And one second later, another one arrives. I swear, by, brought by another person. And we're like, we and we literally had taken one bite of our bread and we still had a full drink in front. And so we're like, sir, <laughs> we literally just said, please let us finish this first course before you bring over the next one. And so so then he brings over the manager. Now, the man and I'm like, great, they're gonna like spit in our food now. And so they bring over this little Italian lady. I knew right away she was Italian, and I'm like I, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, we don't, we don't mean to be difficult. We don't mean to complain. We just would like to finish one course, have, have the next course. And, you know, we want to, we want to enjoy our, our meals. We want to have drinks in between. We, you know, we want a, a nice long, it wasn't a packed place. Like they had plenty of room. It wasn't like people were lined up waiting for tables. It was, there's plenty of room for people. We had no problem you know, adjusting the reservation multiple times. Now the manager was totally like, she, she got it. She's like, I'm so sorry. She's like, there's just some new people here tonight that really don't have a lot of experience with this kind of dining. And so she, she actually was going to take it off our bill. And I'm like, no, no problem. Keep it on. Like, I'm not one to try to like, just get free stuff. I'm like, we're happy to pay for it. I'm like, it's just, we would like it once we're done with this bread course. And when we order another drink. So So that's what happened. Like, it was really nice. After that, we didn't have to worry again. They gave us plenty of time to, 
you know, finished the bread. They, we ordered a bottle of wine. They brought the pizza. The pizza was delicious. And then we ordered our next course. Now for my main course, I was trying to decide between, um, I was trying to decide between pasta, but then I saw the steak frites and I don't know why I'm just craving red meat lately, especially out at a restaurant because I don't really like to cook steak. So I'd rather like get it at a restaurant where it's well prepared. And I did ask, and I always ask this, and most people laugh when they hear me order fries like this, but whenever I order fries, I say, can you please make them extra crispy? And while that may seem weird to some people, like, duh, they're going to make fries crispy. Do you know how often I go to a restaurant and they serve me underdone fries? Well, so that that actually happened here. So, and I don't know if he misheard me or whether they were just fucking with me because they didn't like me at this point, or I think maybe he just didn't understand and they were a little nervous to try to get it right because I did ask for extra crispy fries and they gave me the exact opposite. They gave me underdone fries. But by that time, I will say I was full of bread and pizza. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to eat like a couple bites of the steak not touch the fries and bring it home and then put the fries in my, my air fryer. And so that's exactly what I did. So I did have some nice leftovers for, you know, later the next day, the steak itself was not, it wasn't that tender. It was a little like tough. I don't know. It wasn't that great. I wasn't, I wasn't thrilled with the meal that I had, but it was okay. Then Saturday, so that was Thursday, um, Saturday we had a get-together. It was it was my friend's birthday, so she had a little pool party. So I really didn't eat much that day. I, I drank too much, <laughs> and uh, I did have like a, an egg on a half a bagel earlier just to have some protein and have something in my stomach. And she had a, out a bunch of chips, and I'd stopped at the store and bought one of those like 28 packs of all the individual chips which was a bad idea because then I had tons of leftovers. So, so yeah, so I didn't really eat that much on Saturday. I do get full on alcohol. Like I get, you know, it's, it's caloric and it has sugar in it. So I I tend to get full from when I'm drinking. So Sunday, okay. Sunday is where it all, (laughs) it all went down. I mean, Sunday I was hungover. I had work to do. I, and I just wanted to treat myself. Like I had been seeing donuts on Instagram, different kinds of donuts forever. And I was like, you know what? It's a donut day. It's, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to, cause I'd been, you know, I've been, I definitely have not been perfect cutting back sugar. I mean, obviously I've been telling you guys what I've been eating for sugar, but I've, I've, I've definitely eaten less. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go try this donut place. So at first I looked up this place called Mochi Donuts, which I had heard about and I really wanted to try. And I thought they had a location that was closer to me, but they didn't. They actually had one near Camelback, which is a little bit too far. It's really trafficy. So I ended up going to this other place that my friend told me about called the Local Donut. So I drive to the Local Donut. Now, you know, when you're hungover, I for me at least, I want grease, I want salt, I want sweet, I want, you know fried things. And so, so I get to the local donut and it's, so they have these fancy schmancy, 
they did have one Krona. Like I went there thinking that they had like a lot of Krona options, which is like that croissant donut type of situation, but they really only had one and it looked like shit. So I'm like, no, I'm not eating that because croissant donuts should be really thick and flaky and layered. Like they should be thicker than your average donut. Their fancy donuts were just really thick donuts. And they had like, like one of them that I did end up getting was like, had like rice, uh, fruity pebbles on it. And then I got one called uh, Girl Scout cookie. And then my favorite are always those old fashioned ones with like those ridges on them that you can just like break off and you've got this like icing, rigidy, yummy donut. I got a maple one and a chocolate one. And then, okay, then they, they saw that they had, um, they had ham and cheese croissants with jalapeno. Now, I don't like ham, but I've become obsessed with the prosciutto-filled, prosciutto and cheese-filled croissant that I get from that bakery in Maine. So I was like, I need to try one of these. So I, and I totally, poor Chad, he, he literally is down 15 pounds because he's been so like diligent about eating like really high protein and, and cutting back on carbs and and I totally, you know, set him off on this day because like, you know, obviously I'm going to get him stuff too. And he, he did want it. I mean, I'm not going to like, I asked him, I'm like, do you want any donuts? I don't want to like set you off your path, but I'm like, I need something delicious right now. And so anyway, he, he didn't eat as much as I did, but he did, he did end up eating the croissant that I got him and a little bit of donut. So so I get all those donuts. Oh, and so the last donut I see, I'm like checking out and I see they have mochi donuts. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you guys had mochi donuts. I said, so what is a mochi donut? And they said, it's got rice flour instead of regular flour. So it's really chewy. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, let me get, and I picked one that I wouldn't normally get. Like I picked a strawberry one because I was like, Chad will, my, my boyfriend likes like fruity stuff. So I'm like, let me just get that one. It's pink. He'll love it. And I'll try it. So I get out in the car and I like had to immediately try. First, I tried the Girl Scout cookie one, which was really thick. Not good. Not good. And I posted it on my Instagram. I'm like, this is not as delicious as it should be. So that was disappointing. But then, oh, MG, I tried the mochi donut and it was so chewy and unctuous and I, I can't really explain the texture. I mean, it was just, if you've ever had like one of those mochi ice creams, it's that, you know, it's that like really like soft kind of, not jelly, not gelatin-like, but I don't know. It's just this like really soft chewiness that is so pleasing texturally. And so I'm like, oh, I should have gotten all mochi donuts. So... Anyway, so I'm definitely going to like make it a point at some time in the near future to go get, go to the actual mochi donut place and get all kinds of mochi donuts. I'm very excited for that. So, okay. So then, okay, this is why I was, I, I'm shocked I wasn't sick on Monday. Um, so I'm, I'm gathering all these goodies and I'm heading back and I'm realizing, you know what, I'm like just down the street from Smashburger. And I'm like, I want a smash burger because, you know, the food that I had, I'm like, okay, this will get me through like half the day, but then I might need dinner. And so I went and got a large smash, a small, large smash fry and a smash burger with onion and pickle. 
and oh my god it was so good I love smash burger and smash fries they're so good so I had that and then I also ate some Swedish fish and then I had all those chips left I mean I just I ate till I was sick just constantly all day on Sunday I didn't work out I probably gained like five pounds that day I was just like whatever I'm like just gonna stuff my face and then get back to my healthy habits tomorrow <laughs> so Ah, so Monday I wake up. Okay. So wait, is that the end of my tasty treats segment? Well, so, okay. So what I did when I did get home with all that stuff, I recognized how much stuff I had. <laughs> like, okay, Veronica, like you're going to like literally get sick if you eat all of this. And so what I did, I had the foresight to take the two old fashioned donuts and stick them in the freezer before Chad you know, ever was the wiser. So I kind of like tuck those back into the freezer and I'm like, okay, this will keep me from eating all the donuts today. And so, so Monday I'm like, okay, you know, I wake up Monday and I'm like, I need a whole foods day. And, and I did though, you know, of course at the, by the end of the day, I'm going to be eating. Like I, my brain knows those donuts are in there. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I did finish off those donuts and the rest of the chips. Even though I was like, I'm going to do Whole Foods today, I still ended up, you know, having some balance, <laughs> you know, if you want to call it that. Like, I did have a really healthy day all day, you know, during the week on, you know, this week. But then I did have to polish off those donuts and the chips. So anyway, so that was my Tasty Treats of the Week segment. All right, now let's get into my last segment, healthy habits of the week. So I did have some healthy habits this week to, to counteract the debauchery from Sunday. So Monday I was like, okay, I'm going to spend a little bit more time on the treadmill. So got a nice cardio workout and I went to the grocery store and got a bunch of the chickens because I knew I wanted to do the really, really high protein day. And I I had these cucumbers that were about to go bad. So I just ate the rest of those cucumbers. And, uh, you know, I, I did eat pretty healthy that day. I was trying to do, I, I never, you know, after I eat so, so, after I have a day where I'm like really unbalanced and just eat junk all day, I, or if you want to call it delicious indulgent food rather than junk, so be it. But uh, you know, I, I'm not one of those people who's like, I'm not going to eat anything today. You know, I don't, I don't starve myself. I still eat, you know, six meals a day. I just, I try to eat all whole foods, but you know, by the end of the day, I'm like, I want something a little more delicious. So that's when I, I did have, you know, some of those donuts and chips, but I did eat a lot of vegetables and some protein and, um, you know, whole foods for the most part this week, I did end up, you know, finding out that the 130 grams of protein that I wanted to try to consume in one day was a little over a pound of chicken. Now, obviously I didn't have to do all chicken. I thought about doing it in a better way, like having some eggs and then doing a lot of chicken and then maybe doing a little bit of beef and then, you know, some salmon. I, I think I will do that at some point and, and just try to do it in a more, normal way rather than like weigh out a pound of chicken and try to get all chicken in. But I really just, I wanted to try it, especially since I'd had like such a crazy Sunday. 
Um, I really did want to have a day where I ate that because I figured that if I'm eating if on a day, I'm eating 130 grams of protein. I, I will probably not be able to fit a lot more in. And so I, I got up and I wanted to start now I could have put other stuff with it, right? Like I could have put rice with it. I could have put some vegetables with it. It wasn't like I was like trying to force myself to just eat like a carnivore that day. Cause I, I have tried that before. Some of you may remember, But what I wanted to just do was, I I just knew I was going to get really full. And I didn't want to get so full that I wouldn't keep eating the rest of the chicken. So I started out with just a plate of chicken. And I was like, let me try from the morning to get at least half of it in. And so I put this like really delicious umami uh, mushroom seasoning on it. And I just ate that plate of chicken. Now, I like rotisserie chicken just plain. But that much, it was so much chicken. I mean, I was literally kind of choking it down towards the end. And so I kind of just like snacked on chicken all day and was just, you know, it's it's not, you know, I, I, I ate a pickle with one of them. I ate some olives with some more. Now, by the very end of the day, oh, and I, I did put some, chop some up in some minestrone soup. So that helped. And then I was down to the very end of the day. And I probably had, I don't know, like two ounces left. It wasn't a lot. It was like two to three ounces maybe. And I just, I was like, I don't think I can get this down. I have no desire. But then I like used a little cannabis and I was like, okay, I'm kind of feeling a little hungry, but I I don't want to just eat chicken. And so I ended up buttering a protein bagel and having a sandwich basically and it was so good. It was really so good. Uh, one of my listeners was like, I bet that bagel tasted so good after eating that chicken. And I'm like, yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was, and, you know, and, and that wasn't bad because I had, I had eaten so much that it, you know, when I'm eating, you know, chicken with rice or chicken with a carb, I do like a slightly higher ratio of the carb. Like, you know, if I'm eating, you know, a bite of chicken and rice. I do like a tiny bit more rice than the, the bite of chicken. And so, so this was perfect because I'd eaten the majority of it. I didn't have to have like a wicked stuffed chicken sandwich. It was just a minute, you know, a, a decent amount, some butter, some seasonings, mm, delicious. And it, and it was great. Now I didn't think, I, and I was so full. I was so, so, so full. I was satiated and I really had no cravings at that point. You know, it was, I think it was like 830 by that point. I had no desire to eat any sugar. So I was like, okay, like, so maybe this, you know, eating this much protein does take away some of the propensity to desire sugar. But, you know, I'm I'm laying there in bed. I'm trying to get to bed early. I started reading at like nine and trying to fall asleep by 930. But then of course, like the donut was like, calling my name. It's like, Veronica, come get me. Veronica, I'm here. Come eat me. And so (laughs) I did get up at 9.30 at night and ate the equivalent of a donut. And so I ate a little bit of the chocolate and a little bit of the maple, and it was so good. And then I slept great (laughs) after that. So that was my little nightcap. And, uh, but yeah, I think overall with the, with the protein day, my general thoughts is, uh, my, my thoughts are, um, you know, I was really full. I I do think my body responds well to animal protein in terms of like it gets tighter and leaner. Uh, you know, there is, at least for me, something I call carb weight 
And I, it, I do notice that like my belly gets a little flabbier through, you know, carbs and, and especially like grains and, and breads and things like that. So, and sugar, things like that. So I do, I know I definitely get really a leaner, you know, tighter look from, from high protein. So, you know, I, I am glad though, that I am focusing on getting more animal protein. I just definitely don't think I need that much. You know, I think half of that is fine for me. Um, and I do think, I think I will try getting, spreading it out in a little bit of a better way at some point soon. So, um, so that was that. And then I did go grocery shopping the other day. So I got a bunch, I got some watermelon. I heard that's good for my dogs. So I'm going to give some to my dogs and hopefully stay away from processed sugar. You know, I'm not going to go out and buy donuts and ice cream and stuff this weekend. I'm going to try to eat my strawberries and my watermelon that I bought and stick to some, you know, whole foods and, you know, try to recover a little bit. But um, anyway, those are the healthy habits. I, I have been alternating, alternating pool workouts with runs. So I think after I record this, I'm going to go out and do another pool workout, uh, just because my hamstring tends to hurt. So, uh, when I'm, when I run too much, so I'm going to try to start doing that and see if it's a little bit easier on my body, either that, or I'll do some yoga. Um, I typically do my, um, my Legree Pilates class today, but I think I'm going to do that Sunday before I tape my, my VIP episode. So anyway, those are my healthy habits. I hope all of you have had some good healthy habits this week yourselves. All right. So now let's get into my podcast review. I'm going to do another review of good guys. Uh, they had on the hosts, uh, Ben and Josh Peck had on Max Lugavere who I have reviewed before. So he has his own podcast called The Genius Life and he's written lots of books and you know he's one of those guys that he's definitely not quite the Joel Green level uh where he he you know uses all the fancy scientific words but he he does use quite a few. I mean he's he's a really educated guy. He's a health and science journalist, he's a podcaster, best-selling author, you know, he's he's definitely very knowledgeable. And, uh, and I have liked some, a lot of his content. So, uh, anyway, this was called Shrinking Taints with Max Lugavere. So I, I, what I was excited about for this episode was that, so Josh and Ben are, you know, former fat kids, right? Like Ben is still struggling a little bit. Josh has lost over a hundred pounds, but they're not like, they're not like a Max Lugavere type. Like Max is like, you know, chiseled, muscular, like six pack kind of guy. Whereas, you know, Josh is just trying to maintain his weight loss. And Ben is, you know, sounds like from the way he talks is still struggling with that same 60 pounds that he's lost and gained a million times. So I was just excited to hear Max, who just does seem to take himself very seriously, juxtaposed to these like goofballs, uh, Josh and Ben. Uh, so I was I was excited to hear. I knew they'd kind of go all over the map. So, So Josh is like... So I just kind of want to start with like a softball question, you know, uh, you know, you know, you see these kids, you know, they, they, they get all these vaccines at birth, like hepatitis and measles, all these like important vaccines. So do you think that they should also be getting shots of Ozempic as well? (laughs) And, 
And Max is like, oh, Zempic at birth. He's like, well, it is kind of like a obesity vaccine, but uh, no, the, the short answer is no. And Josh is like, well, what do you think of all these like semaglutide shots? And, and of course, I love this because they dive right into Ozempic, which I love talking about this, of course. And so Max is like, well, everybody in, in L.A. seems to be on it, which is kind of a curious phenomenon because, you know, people that live in L.A. don't seem to be suffering with the same obesity epidemic that the rest of the country is suffering from. So it's pretty unusual, but I'm glad that it exists for people who need it. You know, if people have exhausted all other options, you know, I'm a fan of, of medicine being used when there's no other options. But the fact that people are using it as a crutch when they, you know, don't necessarily need it and and can get a, a result with maybe just a little bit of hard work instead, you know, there's benefit in that, right? Like creating good habits, like taking the stairs and, you know, moving your body more, you know, all those allow for sustainable results, but yeah, for the average person, I'm not really a big fan. And Josh is like, well, what about, uh, what if I have eight pounds to lose before Coachella? <laughs> so I, I love Josh's sense of humor. He is hilarious. So is Ben. Um, and it's just funny because Max is like such a serious guy. But um, Max is like, ah, oh, yeah, no. Uh, he's like, we, you know, we don't have the long-term data on the side effects. And, you know, unless you want to be on a drug long-term the results just aren't probably not going to be sustainable. So he's like, unless you are actively strength training, there's huge potential for muscle mass loss, which can lead to metabolic dysfunction and all sorts of issues. So we really don't know the long-term effects unless they're learning healthy habits at the same time, which they probably aren't. Now, little side note here, I have to disagree with this. I think that a lot of people think that, but, and this is anecdotally, right? But from what I've seen, you know, like Taylor Strecker that I review all the time, she's taking it. I've seen things that she's choosing, like she'll talk about ordering salmon and, you know, making these healthier choices because she is feeling better and also can control her cravings. So because her cravings aren't so bad, she is able to make these healthier choices. Same thing for my friend Kate, who I'll probably be interviewing soon. Like, Kate is someone who always had good habits, right? And she she works out consistently. She loves good, healthy food. And I will say, so prior to her starting Ozempic, and even when she first started, I noticed that, I mean, she would always order, you know, really heavy things, just like the rest of us. Like when I go out with my girlfriends, we order, like we're, we're all eaters, right? So, um, you know, we'll eat the pasta and the pizza appetizer and the bread and the this and the wine. And actually the last time that Kate went out with us, she ordered like a salad. She ordered something really, really light. And I noticed, I'm like, I think she's choosing lighter because of, you know, the Ozempic. She's not craving all those heavy things. Anyway, we'll, we, I will interview her soon and you'll get to hear her own words on this. And then Mindy Kaling. I mean, Mindy Kaling won't come out and say that she had some help from Ozempic, but I mean, come on, right? She has all, she's definitely working out now. She's, you know, she's probably eating better. And that's what she keeps talking about. She keeps talking about how she's never really gotten into a, an exercise regimen and now she is. And I believe that when people get that jump start, which can happen from maybe something like this, 
you do want to kind of keep it going, right? So I kind of disagree with Max on this. I do think that some people, it's a nice jump start and it can help facilitate good, healthy habits, which is like the whole Weight Watchers, you know, question, right? I don't think that it means Weight Watchers doesn't work. I think people can learn to eat healthfully on Weight Watchers and still use these, you know, to help them get to their goal and as a jump start. Again, I don't know. I mean, we don't, we don't have the long-term results and, you know, some of like what I'm saying now is very anecdotal just from people that I've heard on this. So anyway, more data will come out soon and, and we'll get back to that. So let me, let me just get back to the the podcast. So Josh was like, you know, not to be bullish on the whole Ozempic topic. He's like, but if you take it all under consideration, you know, the willpower, cardiovascular health, using your willpower on a journey to lose weight, you know, if you're able to, if you're able to like summon willpower, it does pay dividends. But, you know, now they're actually starting to talk about using these semaglutides for Alzheimer's trials because they say it's pulling sugar from your blood. And in theory, I mean, can't everyone benefit from sugar, from less sugar in the blood? You know, I mean, as long as it's not like giving us a seventh toe in a couple of years, couldn't everyone benefit from being on it? And Max is like, well, that's a similar idea to the longevity trials that metformin undertook recently. He goes, metformin is a drug for type 2 diabetes. He goes, but it's also, um, and he's like, it's been used for a really, really long time you know, much longer than these semaglutides. He said, but what they found is that it can actually blunt some of the results from working out. So even though some of the, these drugs have good benefits, there's also some pretty strong side effects. So I'm skeptical, but obviously being obese isn't healthy either. I mean, it's associated with cancer and diabetes. I mean, of course there are some people that can be in a healthy state in, you know, being obese um, you know, that kind of health at every size. There are people in larger bodies that are healthy. He goes, but it is more rare. And overall, uh, you know, obesity for a lot of people can lead to disease. So if this can prevent that, that could be a positive thing. So, um, so Ben then says, you know, what no one talks about is the girl that's doing Ozempic to lose eight pounds to go to Coachella. <laughs> no, he said, what no one talks about is that the girl that's doing Ozempic to lose eight pounds to go to Coachella is also doing Molly. <laughs> so he's like, there's really no need to study the long-term impacts of Ozempic since she's doing hard drugs. But my guess, my thought is that everyone should just do what the fuck they want to with their own bodies, because even though we don't know the long-term effects of this, what we do know you know, the long-term effects are, are you know, of somebody that starves themselves. You know, I mean, is Ozempic going to be worse than her just deciding not to eat anything for two weeks? Uh, and and Max is like, no, you're totally right. I mean, you know, in LA, people are afraid of gluten, but then they'll go binge drink for an entire weekend. He's like, it's a weird dichotomy. Most people have a fractured relationship with food in this town because there's so much pressure to be thin and to look a certain way. So, you know, it's important to take a step back, reevaluate, and realize that eight pound fat loss, an eight pound fat loss could probably be achieved in a much healthier way. Unfortunately, we live in a day to day where there's, you know, intense diet polarity. You know, there's a lot of misinformation when it comes to fat loss. And people tend to promote that you have to be on some kind of extreme diet to get results. And so this just sets people up for failure. You know, it becomes a moral failure. 
And sometimes it's really just small tweaks that people have to make in order to get the results that they're looking for. And so Ben was like, now I'm someone who is very pro Ozempic, you know, as someone who's lost and gained 60 pounds throughout my life, Max just like butts in. He's like, are you on it? I was so happy. Max just straight up asked Ben if he's on Ozempic. And Ben's like, no, I'm not. Now, was he telling the truth? I don't know. I mean, I will believe him. I will believe him. He says no. Okay, let's believe him. Uh, But I don't know. Like him and Claudia are definitely losing weight, his wife. So whatever. He's like, no, I'm not. But it would be... It would be something I would consider because my personal relationship with food has been so toxic. And I know for a fact that the American diet and foods in general here are so loaded with sugar. You know, things that we we don't even think of, things that are labeled as healthy are full of sugar. You know, he's like, I just think that, you know, are we even, it's, it's impossible to not have these cravings. So unless they get, you know, incredibly knowledgeable about what they should be eating on a regular basis that is presented as healthy, but it's just not. He's like, take Sarah wheat bread. He goes, the amount of sugar in that is crazy. You know, he's like, even, you know, he's like, Ezekiel's good, but you have to freeze it. And who knows about that? You know, so who knows about the difference between brown bread that's full of sugar and the good stuff? Now, that was kind of a weird paragraph that I just tried to Anyway, so then Max is like Ezekiel bread is even more satisfying because I think they put legume flour in it, don't they? He's like, isn't there lentil and ancient grain? Josh is like, it's sprouted, right? Isn't that something like supposed to be better for you? And Max is like, yeah, it's supposed to reduce phytic acid, which can impair digestion. Uh, It's an anti-nutrient. So yeah, the sprouted bread increases nutrient availability. I personally, you know, side note, I I don't like Ezekiel bread. I do like the Ezekiel, um, the English muffins, but I don't, I don't know. I've tried Ezekiel bread many times. It's just, it's not good. It is really, really healthy though. So it is a good bread for people that want bread, but want to eat really healthfully. Um, so the Ben's like, if we're not on Ozempic, is there a diet you recommend or are you like kind of like an anti-diet kind of guy? And Max is like, diets work. He goes, the problem with today is that just eating in today's world does involve some restriction. But really, you need to find something that doesn't feel as restrictive. You know, he's like something that you can stick to, that you can adhere to that isn't torture for you. You know, and I've written, you know, diet books, essentially. And, you know, if you're someone who hates red meat, and I'm promoting the benefits of red meat, well, obviously that's a diet that's not going to work for you. You know, it's it's not going to be something that, if you're, it's not going to be something that you're willing to do on a regular basis, then you're going to fail. That's, that's just why diets fail. So there's problematic thinking in the wellness industry that calories are either everything and matter so much, or it's just calories in and calories out. And there's this other thinking that they, that they don't matter at all. But really, the truth is in the middle. You know, calories do matter, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Everything that's atypical from a regular American diet will work for a period of time if people that do extremely low-carb and very high-fat, all of these things will work for a period of time. But inevitably, you know, people reach plateaus with weight loss. 
you know, I mean, you can go to Erewhon and there's health halos on extremely high fat foods that are incredibly calorically dense. Josh is like, explain the health halo. And Max is like, it's basically just marketing. He's like, it's a way that you can market something that something is healthy. He goes, you see this in veganism and a lot of products that are marketed that they're healthy for you. You know, it's a buzzword, like no added sugar. But, you know, some of these are really high in calories and, and maybe shouldn't be labeled that because they, they can be misleading for some people. And and Ben's like, yeah, it could also be bad for the environment. And Josh gives the examples of Oreos. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, vegans eat Oreos all the time because they're vegan and they think they're doing something good for themselves. And and Max is like, most people are plant-based and they don't even know it because a lot of our calories come from wheat, rice-based things that are, are plant-based or, or corn derivatives. Um, and he's like, and our consumption of meat has declined over the past few decades. You know, our food quality has declined. We're seeing an influx of ultra-processed foods. There was an AI study done recently that showed that 73% of what is found in your supermarket is also ultra-processed. Um, and, you know, they're produced in factories. And they're foods that you could never recreate in your own kitchen. And, you know, these products are part of American obesity. You know, our way of living and the American diet. That's what's wrong with this country. One of the things. And Ben, that's that's my note. <laughs> he he just ended at, you know, this is this is the American diet. So Ben said, did you see the Starbucks egg white bite nutritional panel that was released recently? So when he said that, I'm like, oh my God, I eat those, I, I eat those white egg white bites all the time, thinking I'm doing something healthy. I'm like, what is he gonna say right now? What can be in these egg white bites? You know, because I get the kale and mushroom ones. I don't get the bacon and gouda ones. I get the mushroom and kale ones. I think they're the most delicious. And and Max is like, well, I would expect them to be very low calorie. And Ben's like, yeah, they have these different ones. One has like red pepper and feta cheese. One has mushrooms and kale. One has bacon and gouda. And Josh is like, they're really good. The app is great. Love Starbucks. And Ben's like, it goes to your point, though, that even something like egg whites aren't egg whites anymore. He's like, let me read this to you. And he starts he starts reading the ingredients. He's like, egg whites, cottage cheese, cultured, non-fat whey, salt. You know, he starts reading all these things. And, and Josh is like, well, those don't sound that bad. But you mentioned some of the oil. There was some oil in there. Isn't, you know, aren't seed oils bad? And Max is like, I'm not a fan, but you know, there, he's like, there really wasn't anything too bad in there. I mean, you mentioned Josh, uh, Ben, when he was reading some of the ingredients, he's like powdered cellulose, unsalted butter, guar gum, monodiglycerides. And you know, some of this like citric acid, you know, some of these are preservatives. So, um, so Max is like, you know, it's, it's, there's actually, those are, that's not that bad. He's like canola oil that you mentioned was at the very end. He goes, and that means that that's an ingredient that has very little in there. And, and Ben's like, oh, so these aren't that bad. He goes, and it sounds like, so, so TikTok is giving us misinformation. He goes, cause there's all this talk about how these egg white bites are unhealthy for you on TikTok. So I was like, side note, again, my commentary from this podcast, I'm like, okay, so there there isn't anything with, wrong with these egg white bites. I'm like, okay, good, because those are what I usually get when I'm on the go. 
and I need some protein and I want to, you know, eat healthfully. And I always stop and get those egg white bites. So I'm like, God, what could be in them? So anyway, Ben just doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So, so Max is like, well, I don't know that I would get my health advice from TikTok, but he's like, I actually did a video that went semi-viral and I went to McDonald's and there was a secret menu that you can actually buy things a la carte. So you can get something called round eggs at a certain time. And they're basically just like over hard whole eggs. So you can just order a tray of those and just have straight protein He goes, another thing that you can do is get a quarter pounder beef patties without the bread. He goes, and I'm not going to speak to the meat quality at McDonald's. He goes, I'm certainly not sponsored by them. He goes, but if you're on the road, you know, and you're in a pinch or you're strapped for cash and you order four of those burger patties, I mean, it's a pound of beef for like eight bucks and it's super high quality meat. And, uh, you know, people told me that they don't use any oil. They just use salt and pepper and throw it on the grill. So, you know, of course I got heat on Instagram for posting this, but you'd think people would, you know, be happy to have that kind of information. And Josh is like, well, what was the hate about? And Max is like, oh, people were concerned about the way animals are treated, you know, but I I got a pound of meat and it was indistinguishable from other beef patties I buy from the grocery store. So, and Josh is like, I heard that that because McDonald's buys the most meat in America, they actually get top choice of the cows. <laughs> and and Max is like, people thought, you know, I think people were mad because they thought that I was being paid by McDonald's. But, you know, you have to state that you're working with a brand. You have to put ad and it has to be really obvious. So I don't know what these people were thinking. And Ben's like, I have so many conspiracy theories in my head. He's like, there's that seaspiracy thing where... They say they they color the fish to make salmon. And 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 Max is like, well, actually, that's just astaxanthin. He goes, and that's just a compound that it's a natural compound that does turn flamingos pink and 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 salmon pink. So it's used in form in in farms, too. But it's the same compound. It's found in algae and it just naturally turns them pink. So, you know, it's a healthy compound. I actually supplement with it. And Ben's like, oh, wow. He's like, I was wrong the whole time. And and Josh was like, so you mentioned supplements. So tell us your regimen of supplements. What do you like? What do you not like? And Max was like, well, astaxanthin is something that I've been taking for about 15 years. He's like, I'm a fan of fish oil, magnesium. Most, about 50% of Americans don't take magnesium, and it helps with all kinds of processes in the body, including ATP generation and energy. You know, it's been tied to DNA repair, so it can help you reduce, you know, the, the, the aging process. And so, and Ben's like, yeah, he's like, I take it. He's like, I notice it helps me. He's like, it helps me sleep better, helps me deal with stress better. Uh, side note, I actually have magnesium gummies. They're so good. And I actually have them on my, on my, um, my website at the dietobsessed.com. I just get them off Amazon. They're really, really good. So it's a delicious way to take magnesium. Uh, so, and Max is like, yeah, he's like, you see a lot of people in the biohacking space and they brag that they take hundreds of supplements a day. But if you're someone who eats a nutrient dense diet, you really don't need that many supplements. I take a very minimal approach uh, and and I do take creatine because I do think that that's very beneficial. 
And Josh is like, I don't take creatine, but it seems like it's something made for bodybuilding. But maybe that's a falsehood, right? It's it's really good for any everybody, right? And Max is like, yeah, there's there's even research now coming out that it can help mental health. He goes, it's one of the few compounds that's been studied for a really long time that has a long track record, both of safety and efficacy. So, you know, it helps you exert more power in the gym. It essentially gives you more energy so you can accomplish more in the gym. And that does have a compound effect over time. And and Ben's like, does it give you energy to actually go to the gym? <laughs> LOL. And Max is like, I wish. Josh said, when you're somebody who has, you know, kind of po- who's been kind of opposed to the traditional idea of working out, he's like, you know, you play basketball and stuff, but but Ben, you're not somebody that goes to the gym, right? And Ben's like, yeah, I've had access to personal trainers that are willing to train me for free. He's like, you know, I don't want to come off as like overly privileged here, but, you know, because a lot of times the barrier to working out with a trainer is money. He goes, but I'm very fortunate. He goes, I I have a lot of a great community of respectable, healthy people around me that would love to train me. But I just don't feel like I don't like feeling sore. And people have said to me that you just haven't gone long enough to stop feeling the sore. I don't know. I, I, I just, I like walking. He's like, I'll get my 10,000 steps a day. I like to play basketball. He's like, you know, I, I enjoy golf, but he's like, I mean, do I have to be in a gym? And Max is like, no, you don't have to be in a gym necessarily, but you do need some sort of resistance training, even just for bone health, metabolic weight, you know, even if you're just doing push-ups or a hike, you know, beyond cardio strength training, beyond cardio, strength training is very important. That's what I tell Chad. Chad loves his cardio because he he's always trying to lose weight and burn calories. And I'm like, if you bur- if you build muscle, Chad, you'll burn more fat. And re- ultimately, I think that's what a lot of people do want to do is lose lose fat. Not necessarily. It's, a lot of times, it really isn't about the weight. It's about fat loss. So, um, but Chad never listens to me. So uh, <laughs> he does sometimes. Anyway, so. He's so Ben's like, I think Josh and I are going to uh, be go get into an MMA fight against each other. And Max is like, do you guys do jujitsu? It's jujitsu. It's like a huge trend right now. And Josh is like, I don't do jujitsu because I have an aversion to smells and it's a bit much. Uh, He's like, and I don't, you know, he's like, I'm not some egomaniac that like wants to go get my arm broken. He's like, but I, I like boxing. And, and Max is like, I like boxing too. He's like, it just seems to be this trend now where everyone's doing jujitsu. And Josh is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg is doing it. He's going to take on Elon. I guess the actual Coliseum in Italy reached out to see if they'd host it there. Um, then they just go into this Twitter rant that I'm not going to review. So then they, they get into this section later in the podcast towards the end where Josh wanted to know Max's opinions on famous people like The Rock, who have this like really insane physique. He's like, it's presented as if it's natural. He goes, but they're most likely getting their results from steroids, right? So, you know, shouldn't this be more widely talked about? And Max is like, you know, that's a great question. On my own podcast, I was actually, he's like, I was just in London. He goes, and I'm a huge James Bond fan. And one of the guys I was really excited to interview was this guy, Simon Watterson, who was Daniel Craig's trainer. 
And, you know, for the entire time he was Bond. So, you know, that scene where Daniel Craig gets out of the water and he's got that like six pack and it's, you know, the first time Bond looks like a killer. He goes, that's the guy that got Daniel Craig into that kind of shape. Um, he's like, and, you know, so we all can get to that point where we can look like Daniel Craig in that scene. And it's really just comes down to hard work, discipline, patience, sleeping, recovering. You know, it wasn't any type of magic pill or shot. I mean, obviously, Daniel Craig is someone who is highly incentivized. You know, I think it's very attainable to have if you have something like a million dollar check as a goal. Um, and, and I kind of put a side note in here because Max is talking about how this is an attainable goal for people. And Max is someone who is a really disciplined guy, who's someone who actually likes doing kind of challenges like this, right? Like he actually is someone who would enjoy some sort of restriction in order to like get that six pack. So that's just Max. And Max has, you know, he's, he's really educated. He does all these like hacks with his own body to get different results. And I'm sure he's someone who genetically can see results quickly with when he does things. So, so people like that are more likely to think along the lines of, oh, this is something that could be attainable if you actually wanted to set your mind to it. So, so then Josh brings up a really good point. He goes, okay, so it is attainable, but is it sustainable? He goes, like, I spend the holidays up north with my wife's family. He goes, and they're all these, you know, gorgeous cousins. They're all thin, gorgeous queens. And they all talk about how they want to lose seven to 10 pounds. He's like, I'm seven to 10 pounds away from happiness. He's like, and I, I talk to guys like Chris Hemsworth or like, you know, the couple leading up to that role. And, and they say that, Leading up, leading up to that role, the couple weeks before it are just miserable. They're, they're hell. He goes, so is it worth it to, to go through hell to be that low of a, of a BMI or body fat percentage? And Max is like, yeah, I mean, they're probably dehydrated, you know, super and, and being super lean can also affect hormones to some extent. And Josh is like, yeah, they're miserable. I mean, look, they're probably having trouble sleeping. And and when I tell my wife's family, you know, far be it from me, a man, to tell them anything. But I'm like, you guys are already perfect. And you're eating in a reasonable way. I mean, yeah, you can probably like cut back and lose the 7 to 10 pounds. But, but what kind of impact is that really going to have on you? Like your overall life and happiness? You know, would you, would you, do you want to be hungry and annoyed all day? Like, are you really going to look that much different? I mean, is it really that worth it to be miserable to just look a tiny bit thinner, right? And Max is like, it is very hard to be very lean. He goes, and sometimes being too lean is not healthy. He goes, the leaner you get, the more sacrifices you have to make. You know, it impedes on your ability to just even go out to dinner with friends because going out to dinner is one of the hardest things to do if you're trying to be extremely lean and careful with what you're eating. You know, but if you're extremely incentivized and you have a multi-million dollar paycheck coming in, that's going to be a lot different. But, you know, I, I do think that Josh is completely correct. I mean, that's that's where I've gotten in my life, right? That, that's what this podcast is all about. Like, yeah, I could try to starve my way down 10 pounds lighter than I am now. Why? <laughs> like, I don't look that much different. Like, I, I wear high-waisted things. I look great. I don't need to be miserable just to be a, try to maintain a lower weight. 
right? Now, I don't want to keep gaining weight. I do want to maintain a healthy weight where I can have my donuts on the weekends and I can have a bag of chips. And, you know, that's not going to make me gain and gain and gain. You know, it's, it's, it's balance. It's enjoying delicious food along with having some healthy habits and, and maintaining some discipline along with eating the delicious things. Cause like, who cares? Who cares about being that extra five to seven to 10 pounds down? It's just, for me, it's really not that important. And coming to that has been life-changing for me. And I totally agree with Josh's point here. And Ben's like, that's the key. He's like money. He goes, that's the only thing that would get me in a gym. He goes, and that would be a great show. He goes, but I bet some people wouldn't, wouldn't do it. They'd quit. And Max is like, well, that's, you know, there's really only, he's like, that's really the only reason to do it because there's really no reason to have washboard abs 365 days a year. He goes, you don't need that for health. He's like, if you want a challenge for summer or for a wedding, okay, I get it. He goes, but getting very lean affects your energy levels and, and extra hormones. He goes, it's again, it's not necessarily the healthiest thing for you. Healthy body fat is a range for a reason. And, and Josh is like, well, there's also a lot of people taking HGH, which is human growth hormone. He goes, I mean, even Harry Jowsey came in and he's 24 years old, taking HGH, 65, 6'5", and he's all about it. And Max is like, but why would a 24-year-old have to be on testosterone? He goes, I would assume that that that's something that you really only want to take if it's medically necessary. I can't imagine that's good for you long term, but you know, this is also not my wheelhouse. And Josh is like, I also hear it's hard to come off of because your body will never make the same levels anymore as it normally would. He goes, I have a lot of my friends in their forties who come to me saying things like crazy news. Like I met with my doctor, turns out my testosterone is low, but maybe that's natural for when you're in your forties Maybe it's, you know, uh, I don't know, because it just seems like everybody's on testosterone. And Max is like, I actually think that a lot of men are low. He goes, it's kind of becoming an epidemic. And and Ben's like, is it related to depression at all? And and Max is, is like, I, I can be. And Ben said, I think I think I read that if you're moderately depressed or stressed, that your t- testosterone goes down. And Max said, being overweight can also lead to low testosterone. Being underweight can too. But diet and lifestyle factors, um, like the fact that we're constantly subjected to hormone-disrupting elements in our environment, like BPA and parabens, these all interact with, you know, and and interact with testosterone. They're testosterone blockers. And some act like estrogen in our system. You know, like, like store receipts, for example, are, are coded in... Bisphenol. I, I I don't know if I wrote that correctly, but it's a it's a chemical that is a hormone disruptor. It it acts like estrogen. And he said um, a ton of things we have that we use have these chemicals in them. You know that's why you shouldn't heat food in plastic or use things with fragrances. Um, he's there's actually a researcher that's real that is measuring the taints of boys and realizing that they're shrinking which, you know, means that we have more estrogen in our system and, and you know, the genders are kind of going away, that, that boys are becoming more feminine. And, <clears throat> and anyway, he, he goes, that's just a measure of how these things are affecting us. And, and then Ben wanted to talk about aspartame. So he goes, let's get on the topic of aspartame. He said, 
people say it kills you. He goes, it causes cancer. He goes, I've, I've always loved Diet Coke. So do I have to decide, like, do I keep drinking Diet Coke and ignore the fact that I'm getting cancer? He goes, but then I read that it's only carcinogenic if you drink like 2,400 bottles a day. And apparently it's as carcinogenic as aloe vera. So one, why would aloe vera be carcinogenic? And two, is aspartame really bad for you? Like, did you hear about this study? And and Max is like, well, it wasn't really a study. It was a statement. He goes, I think it was the WHO and this national consortium of cancer experts. And you know, what they said really wasn't evidence-based. And the WHO has been pretty notorious for stating that red meat is carcinogenic, has carcinogenic properties. And I've talked to experts and that's just not true. He goes, but really the dose does make the poison. You know, I don't think a bit here and there will hurt you. But I mean, I don't personally use artificial sweeteners and that's just just my choice. He goes, but, you know, if you can adhere to a really healthy diet by having a Diet Coke, I mean, more power to you. I personally don't use chemical synthetic sunscreen. I don't use artificial sweetener. I think a lot of times, you know, a lot of these products have been on the market for years in stores and consumers just think they're safe. But then like, you know, to take lead, for example, I mean, they used to put lead in paint because it helped to dry, but then realize later that it would dry in the air and would be inhaled and it was extremely toxic. He said, so, you know, there's just all these examples of, of these types of compounds that end up, you know, hurting humans. So that's just why I don't personally use aspartame. And then Ben wanted to know if Josh drinks Diet Coke. And Josh is like, oh, yeah, I love that chemical rush. <laughs> so I, I, it's just, again, funny because Josh is like, you know, juxtaposed to, to Max, you know, the clean living guy. Josh is like, you know, just that regular guy that also lost a lot of weight, but is super interested in stuff like this. So um, he goes, you know, especially for McDonald's, he goes, they get that syruped carbonated water just right. So anyway, they start going off on this tangent about soda, which I don't like soda. So I really wasn't interested in this, this little discussion. Um, they did talk about, Ben wanted to know if Max had heard about the study about nicotine being good for your brain and wanted to know if that was true. And Max was like, well, that's what the data says. He goes, I've actually been microdosing with nicotine and subjectively, I feel like it enhances my verbal fluency. I feel like it helps me translate my thoughts into clear, logical sentences, which I'm already pretty good at. But this anecdotally seems to help my cognition in this specific way. So I do use three milligrams per dose uh, pretty much every single day. And Josh uses it too. He, he talked about a kind that's kind of like a lip pillow. So it sounds like he spits. And, and Max gave this brand name of this like Knickknack Naturals that's more of a lozenge so you don't actually have to spit. Just so disgusting. Um, the last thing they talked about was getting into a what are your, what, their what are you not segment, which I, I love this segment. And I'm only going to cover two of them because Ben's was not interesting to me. So Josh's though and Max's were interesting to me. So Josh, his was, he wanted to talk about the fact that we're in this society right now where everybody's microdosing things like mushrooms and psilocybin. And he goes, now he goes, people are, are using ketamine. He goes, it's being put into nose sprays. He said, so, you know, people are referring to this as like doing the work as if, 
you know, these things are like the first line of defense and that's the best approach instead of, you know, maybe meditation or trying a cold plunge or better nutrition or exercise, you know, because I mean, I would definitely understand if you're like a major depressive. He goes, but, but he's like, am I crazy? Am I nuts? Or is this just an excuse to, to take drugs? He goes, what do you think? And, and Josh is, as a side note, Josh is sober. So Josh not only did he have kind of like a food addiction and have to lose a lot of weight, but Josh also was addicted to like drugs and alcohol. So, so he's, you know, you can hear the judgment in his, his voice where he's like, oh, my friends are microdosing, thinking they're doing something for wellness, but actually they're just druggies. And, and Max said, well, there is something called California sober. He goes, I don't really dabble with that, but you know, every weekend is a bit irresponsible. And then Ben wanted to share his ketamine story. So he was at a dinner. He goes, and someone pulled out something that looked like dentine ice. He goes, oh, it's prescribed by my doctor. It, it really helps my back. He goes, he, and he asked if I wanted to try it. And it's ketamine. He goes, so I went into the bathroom and tried it. He goes, I fell asleep immediately for like an hour and a half. He goes, and people were like, what, what happened to you? He goes, so people need to stop acting like these these are not drugs. These are drugs. He goes, don't make things that don't make things that don't seem like a drug that are a drug, not like a drug. And so, you know, and I've, you know, back in the day, like my ex-husband used to have a problem using ketamine, like on the, like before it became legal, it was, ugh, it was the worst thing. Like I was really worried about him for a while. They would snort it. It was, and it's hallucinogenic. Actually, Chad got ketamine, uh, like infusions from his doctor, like for, and actually it really worked. Chad's back was in crazy amounts of pain and it, it worked. Like he was complaining and complaining every single day. Now he doesn't complain anymore. So I definitely think, and I actually think the reason it worked for Chad is because it definitely changes some, some patterns in your brain or creates new neurons, or I don't know exactly how it works, but I, I did feel like a lot of Chad's pain was like created from stress and, and a lot of it was like psychosomatic and it, and it worked. So I'm a huge, you know, I, I support people that want to try it for health related reasons. Now I had a really bad experience trying it, um, recreationally, you know, I went into this, what they call a K-hole and was just like lost to the world. And, I remember looking at myself in the mirror and just, I was like, ugh, I'm so ugly. And like, I was picking apart my skin. It was, it was horrible. And I never wanted to go back and do that again. So I stay away myself, but I more power to people that do need it for health related reasons. Um, and I do think that, you know, look, I think that people abuse drugs all the time. I think you know, I think that people like I've, I've tr like a lot from a lot of people do get really great results from microdosing magic mushrooms, psilocybin. I personally get a little nauseous from it. So cannabis works really well for me. Cannabis doesn't work for other people. You know, I think we all have our own unique genetic body makeup and we need to find what works for us for everything. So anyway, um, I did want to just mention Max's What Are You Nuts? So he talked about how when he was in London, uh, apparently, and I have seen this before, they serve beans for breakfast. So he's like, yeah, he's like, it was so weird. He goes, you know, it's like 
there every day at my hotel. They would serve eggs and, and beans on the side. And he goes, I finally tried them on my last day there. And he's like, they're not like American beans. He goes, they're different. He goes, they're actually pretty good. He goes, they're not as sweet. He goes, so I think they're healthier. And so, no, I don't, I don't eat baked beans. I hate the taste of baked beans. Ugh, ugh, disgusting. I hate American baked beans. I don't like beans in general. Like, I just don't like the mealiness of them. And I am going to be going to London next month. Uh, and so I, I probably will try them just to, just to experience them. I'm curious, have any of you ever tried the beans that get served in the UK? DM me if you have a story to share about that. I would love to know what that experience was like and what I should be prepared for. Um, so that is the show. It was a long one today. Uh, I apologize. I can't do my little chapter markers anymore, but um, I hope you all enjoyed the show today. I have lots more good content coming. Uh, please follow me on Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. You can check out my uh, website at the Diet Obsessed at Jean. No, thedietobsessed.com. If you have any ideas for shows or topics or anything, feel free to DM me on Instagram. That's the fastest I respond to. And until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.